It's a new year. Who's ready to laugh? Well, let's laugh together. This is Funny Like a Clown podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Worth. January 4th of the new year, 2022. This is episode 135. Uh, man, I always said I got to around 300 episodes. I'm going to stop at 300. So I guess uh, we're closing out on the halfway mark anyway. 135, get to another 15 more, 150. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe I dropped dead and we won't make it, but we'll see. Right now I'm alive and kicking, so let's do it. Uh, hey, man, we're exploring the history of comedy here on Funny Like Mom Podcast, and this week we will be uh, exploring, uh, I guess, uh, the best said an underground comic, uh, legendary comic Mr. Dave Attell. As always, today's episode is brought to you by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce. That won't be changing because, uh, hey, if you want some uh, great tasting buffalo sauce, go to www.gvegas.webs.com. And uh, I personally say there's not a better buffalo sauce out there. This stuff is just like lightning in your mouth, man. And I don't know if David Tell likes buffalo sauce, but uh, he does like comedy. Best known for uh, Comedy Central's Insomniac. Um, he, uh, he, he's got a, a cult following, as I guess I kicked off the, the, the thing showing Um He's earned the aberration of other comics, okay? This is where, you know, he never busted into the main mainstream, but he busted into where he's always around doing something and you always notice him and you know who he is, but he's not the, you know, the, the big Eddie Murphys or like, you know, the Dave Chappelle's or the, the huge, huge names in comedy, but he's in that next tier down a, of just legendary. But he's the guy who like the legendary comics admire because if you listen like Joe Rogan gives this guy props all the time. He says, you know, man, David Tell, David Tell. He's just he's the comics comic where just, you know, all all the all the real good comics, they wish they were like David Tell. He has such an admiration for how good of a comic he is. And uh remember one story they were telling about the guy that uh some guy was heckling him, he tried to leave him alone. He's like, All right, you know what? Let me finish this joke and then I'm coming for you. He finished the joke and I guess he just ripped this guy a new one for about a half hour straight. So the guy finally just got up and left, man. I was like just, just an art form where other comics just, you know, get cracked up by what he's doing. So, uh, hey, when you earn the admiration of your peers, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, I have uh, people my age I get a lot of compliments from. You know, these 20-year-old kids who complain about everything, you know, the, the next hot shot comic who thinks everybody owes them. Stuff they, you can't get a 20-year-old's admiration because they think they own the world. But I was a wise-ass 20-year-old kid once, too, so... I get it. You know, I understand. I understand the whole freaking thing right there. Uh, I guess, you know, we, you, you, one of the funny things uh, that I find about doing this show is finding out how comics started in comedy. And there's been so many messed up stories where some people try to make their mother laugh because she was an abusive mother. And if you could make them laugh, you know, you'd avoid the beating or something like that. Or like uh, other ways, you know, to keep from getting picked on in school or, uh, you know, they, they, just uh, whistling while you work and telling stories and people were throwing pennies down the stairs as a kid, you know, and that, Hey, I'm going to try entertainment. We're done working. We're going to go down the park and make some, some money. But I guess Dave really didn't have this big, you know, storied start to his career. If you want to have a textbook career on how to be a comedian, I guess uh, this is the textbook version right here. How to be a comic. Uh, let's see. He graduated, graduated from New York uh, university. Uh, yeah. University. Um, after he graduated, he said he wanted to start doing some open mics, which, you know, that's where anybody gets up there and starts their first time and see how you do. And, uh, after doing the open mic circuit for a while, uh, caught the eye of some people in 1988, 
He had his first TV appearance. It was on VH1 Stand Up Spotlight, hosted by Rosie O'Donnell. And I do remember that back on VH1 because uh, back in 1988, you couldn't go to your computer or we didn't have the Netflixes on our phone. And we didn't have 24-7 comedy available to us if we wanted, okay? So, you know, you had maybe... uh, you know, the Tonight Show, the Late Show, you know, late. that's where you'd see the mainstream. That was it. That's all, you know, eventually you'd have some other, you know, odd channels that have like, you know, some stuff. And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, whoa, the pay channels came along, pay TV, the HBOs, the Cinemaxes, the Showtimes. And that was the next big wave. Okay. But before that, there weren't many venues to see. You could go see it live, but I mean, other than the late night shows, you weren't seeing much comedy, but VH1 did. I remember Rosie O'Donnell they had the light bulbs in the wall behind her. And she she hosted the show, and uh, it, it was it was popular for a while. I mean, it showcases you know some of the new. I mean, it made Rosie O'Donnell the household name. I'll give her that much. That's how you know where you recognize her first from. And uh, he got on there. Uh, let's see, uh, 1993, he appeared on a late show with David Letterman. So, I mean, that's, you know, the stepping stone where you want to get to the late night shows. You got to do, you know, the VH1s before that. Uh, he got seen on the Letterman appearance by, uh, Lauren Green, who was the Saturday Night Live exec, obviously. And, uh, he hired him as a writer and, uh, occasional performer where he get into like a small part of the occasional skit, you know. If, if, if he was lucky, but uh, hey, you get your foot in the door, right? Your foot's in the door Saturday Night Live. That's not a bad thing. Uh, let's see. 1995, he was featured in two HBO specials, which that's the pay TV of the time. That was the Netflix of the time. Uh, featured with other comics. There were long specials. I mean, it wasn't him doing the whole hours, a bunch of comics, but he he was one of them, man. He, got in, he was in the game, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, he was the pay, featured performer in 1995 on the Young Comedian special which I remember Rodney Dangerfield's Young Comedian Specials back in the day, those were to die for if you like comedy. And then, you know, Rodney brought us the next generation of, you know, great comedians, uh, Sam Kennison, uh, Roseanne Barr, the Tim Allen, I mean, the Andrew Dice Clay, they all went through Young Comedian Specials with uh, with, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. And, you know, here's David Tell following in the footsteps of the Young Comedian Specials. Hit it off on there, he earned two 60-minute HBO comedy showcases. And uh, let's see, uh, 1997, again, he got a half-hour special. Uh, let's see, uh, 2018, he toured with Jeff Ross, the other comedian, the Roastmaster General, called the Bumping Mike's Tour, which I guess uh, they were at the Comedy Cellar in New York City, which is a famous comedy club, and I guess uh, they tried it out there first. It worked. They decided to turn it into a tour, and they were off touring. Um, now, this was a genius move. Uh, while they were out touring doing this tour, they taped a three-hour documentary about life on the road doing the tour for a Netflix series. So uh, you're not only making money from the comedy, you're making money from the documentary. So that was good good business-like stuff. And it's always fun to see what goes on behind the scenes, you know, because as a fan, we see what goes on on stage. I tell some people, hey, it must be fun being a comedian. I'm like, well, yeah, the getting up on stage and making people laugh, that's extremely fun. But that's not the, everybody thinks that's the only part of it. You just go, there's so much work to get to that point where you get on stage. That's the part that's tough. Yeah, making the people laugh, that's the fun part. I wish that was the only part. Um, Let's see, uh, 1995, he started his TV stuff. Uh, he was on Dr. Cat's Professional Therapist. Uh, 1999, the second season of Comedy Central Presents. Um, then he got, I guess this is a semi-break bake. Uh, he signed on as a regular commentator on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart uh, called The uh, Ugly American, which I mean, that's Jon Stewart's big political show. He had one segment in the show where he do. But I mean, this was exposing him to Jon Stewart's audience. That was a very popular show at the time. 
Um, another cult following guy. Uh, he was a semi-regular on Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. And um, let's see, uh, Colin Quinn, that was that, that, again, that was a great underground show right there. That was like a comic show. You know, if you love comedy, the comics would die to see it. Regular people liked it, you know, but I mean, it was the underground following that it had. 2007, I was in the film Heckler. Um, 2007's uh, also Comedy Central's Last Laugh he was on. Uh, let's see. Uh, 2008, uh, a revival of Comedy Central's Gong Show, which I remember back in the 70s, that was a big, uh, big show, the Gong Show. Well, he did a revival of it where uh, people would get up and, you know, they do either comedy or music or whatever, and they get someone two minutes to do it. If they made it through the two minutes, they'd move on. But if somebody didn't like them, boom, they grab the thing and hit the gong and they gong you off the show. Kind of like the America's Got Talent now, but instead of using the X buzzing, they, they use the gong. But uh, didn't last very good, I guess. I mean, uh, didn't have a well-received. It was only on for a few months and they ended up pulling the show. So I guess the gong show wasn't meant to be revived. Uh, let's see, it was an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. He played Dave. Um, here's one I remember. I loved this show back on uh, back in the day. Uh, he voiced one of the puppets on Crank Yankers, which, uh, yeah, gee, Sarah Silverman. I remember Dave Chappelle. I mean, when they were all coming up, all the legendary characters, they were doing voices. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel came up with the idea for that show, and it was just a legendary show. Uh, he was on TV show Ed. Uh, he was on Arrested Development. Uh 2010 and 2012, uh, he hosted the AVN Awards with a bunch of porn stars. So I guess, uh, yeah, you got to pay me to do that gig, right? I got to pay pay to host with porn stars, sure. No, I'm working. I'm working tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hang out with a bunch of porn stars. <laughs> I love this shit. Okay. Uh, 2011, um, he had a, a Showtime TV show called Dave on Porn. So I guess he's speaking to the porn where he'd review old porn with guests. And then uh, at the very end of the show, the porn they're reviewing, a lot of times, like the porn star they're reviewing, they come out and they review themselves type of thing. So they'd be the special guest at the end. Um, like we said at the top, Insomniac, that was probably what he's best known for. Uh, uh, it was a tell on the streets of major cities at the late night, just uh, meeting hazed and uh, inebriated people and just showing what the, the night scene in the major towns around the world was like. And uh, he tried to interview like interesting people, like uh, people who cleaned up crime scenes or some just messed up job you'd have during the night. And he tried to interview the people doing them and see what nightlife was like there. He didn't want like, you know, the average everyday dude. He wanted some odd job you'd do at night. So there was a popular show. It was on for a while. Uh, 2014, the comedy uh, underground on Comedy Central uh, was a comedy show taped live in New York City. So uh, staying in the game, like I said, I mean, that never hit the big, big time, but everybody knows who the guy is. He ain't working for a living. He's having fun. So when you can do what you love to do, you never work a day in your life. You've said that before. Uh, let's see. He played Dawn in uh, Los, Los Angeles, which was uh, Mitch Hedberg, another great comedian. I guess he put that film together and had David Tell in it. I think Mark Moran, the other the podcast guy there, he was in it too. And uh, let's see. Uh, he was in the short film, The Office Party, which I think uh, from the kid from the Karate Kid, the kid who played the guy, I forget his name now, uh, Daniel, whatever his name is there, but uh, did a short film with him. Uh, Let's see, uh, Pootie Tang, uh, written by a friend of his, Louis C.K., he was in that. Uh, My Suicidal Sweetheart, 
uh, Scary Movie 4, uh, Harold, uh, Funny People with Adam Sandler. Um, now, here's one, I guess, you know, if you, if you were a kid, like I said, you know, when you're a big star, like Eddie Murphy did it with Harlem Nights, he, he brought in Red Fox and uh, Richard Pryor, his idols, and he got to work with them in that movie. And it's just like, you know, when you hit the stardom, that's the fun stuff you get to do. Well, here's a fun one David Tell got to do. Uh, he voiced the GPS in Scooby-Doo's Abracadabra Do. So can you just imagine, man, watching Scooby-Doo as a kid all those years, and then you get the voice like in a Scooby-Doo movie? That, that had to be a dream come true. True. Plus all the great comedians, you know, there were cartoon characters on Scooby-Doo back in the day. I mean, it's just that that's that's childhood dreams coming true right there. Uh, he was in the movie The Trainwreck, uh, Feel Petty. And uh, I guess I guess if you wanted like a, a trivia question about him, uh, he, uh, you know, which is big money. I mean, these gaming system, my kid, you know, what's the hot new game you needed for you? playstation or xbox or whatever the hell you got um i guess uh he did a live commentary on a video game called outlaw golf 2 which you can buy for these game stations so i mean you know when you're in the video game world i guess uh that, that, that's a big avenue nowadays, which, you know, back in the day it wasn't, but I mean, these video games where you're actually a part of the story instead of just watching the story on TV. And uh, Let's see, didn't get a lot of feedback from the fans on this guy, but I guess, you know, the mainstream fans, you know, didn't like him, but he's got that underground following, guys like me and guys like you love comedy, listen to this podcast. My buddy Michael Buster McMahon, a former guest, he did uh, chime in on his uh, favorite thing of David Till. He said, uh, terrorist calling to make a plane reservation. Uh, name? Um, Joe. That's J is in Jahar, O is in overthrow the government, and E is in explode and die, Yankee dog pig. <laughs> I guess that's a terrorist making a reservation on a plane right there was his, his favorite skit of David Tells. And, uh, you know, I, I remember the rumor back in the day where he, he was on, I think, Insomniac, and then the show did so good that Comedy Central wanted to sign him like this million, millions of dollars, 10-year contract, kind of like they did with Dave Chappelle. And uh, he turned it down, which everybody said, how do you turn down that much money or whatever? And uh, who knows what it would have been? I mean, I don't know if it was a rumor or not or if it's true, but I mean, uh, he ended up going out on his own and, you know, maybe he doesn't have the big, big money. Maybe he's not the household name, but I mean, when you can do what you, when you do it your way, like Frank Sinatra said, in the end, I did it my way, which, you know, well, well, when your Comedy Central's bet, you got to do it their way. Sure, you got some say, but you're working for them. Do it yourself. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. So you can't put a price on that. You know, and money's not everything in life. You know, when you're young, yeah, you got money, you want to do everything. As you get older, you realize, you know, money. Hey, you got family and friends, and you got what it's all about. You know what? If you got laughter, that's all about. And that's what we go here for. We're exploring laughter here on Funny Icon Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thanks, David Tell, for giving me an episode. And, uh, Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being a great comic. And hopefully, uh, hey, we're getting educated about things. And that's a textbook story right there, right? You know, little things. He stayed at open mic, went from open mic, got his first break, turned into a bigger break, turned into a bigger break. And just the textbook story on how to be a comic right there, I guess, you know. Living it up, all right? Hey, my big break's coming. The movie's coming, what, uh, I think less than two weeks away from the movie theater premiere of my movie, The World Needs a New Superhero. And uh, soon it'll be on Amazon Prime. And that's when I hope you guys out there in podcast land will uh, watch my movie. The trailer's already up. So you're going to, The World Needs a New Superhero, 
go uh, to YouTube, put that in, put the world needs a new superhero movie trailer. It's a two minute trailer, two minutes of your time. Watch my uh, trailer, give it a like for me. That way other people can see it. And I think it's funny as shit. And I think this podcast is funny as shit. So thanks for uh, enjoying it with me. And until next week, good night.